You are listening to the She Leads Me podcast, episode number 33 with Jennifer Lovely, transformational leadership coach. You're listening to the She Leads Me podcast, where women come together for powerful conversations around life and leadership. Each episode will bring you conversations with incredible women in leadership, tools you need as a badass female pioneer, and spicy topics around business and leadership. I am your host, Heather Simpson. My mission is to educate and empower women in leadership positions, taking them to the next level in their journey and career. Welcome to She Leads Me. Hello, She Leaders. How is everybody doing? It's Heather Simpson, your host for the She Leads Me podcast and the founder and director of She Leads Me. Great to be here with you. Hey, I know I express it a lot, but if you are a new listener here, I just want to say how much I really greatly appreciate you. And I don't just say that, like I truly am so grateful for every single listener that tunes in every single episode. And now we have over 5,000 subscribers and we are in almost 30 countries. It's really incredible. So welcome if you're a new listener. We're really glad to have you here and again are just so thankful for you, like truly deeply to my core thankful for all of you that are out there. Today I have a really fun guest for you. Her name is Jennifer Lovely. Isn't that just such a great name? I love her name. She is a transformational leadership coach and also the owner of Studio Whidbey on Whidbey Island, which is here in the Pacific Northwest, which is where She Leads Me is based out of. I have had the pleasure of being around Jennifer in person and also having a few different conversations with her where we get to dive deep. And today is no different. I really, truly love that when I am interviewing people, I have, you know, kind of my, I do my research ahead of time. I have questions laid out that I want to tap into. We t- we you know discuss ahead of time like where the direction is going to go because we want to provide value for you. But also when we're able to turn the conversation into just kind of get a little bit deeper and get a little bit more real, I love when that space is allowed to happen. Try to make it happen as, as much as possible. Um, sometimes it just doesn't go there. Today, we got to go there. We got to talk a little bit deeper, um, almost a little bit challenge each other's thinking on a couple of different things, which is always an incredible experience for me as an individual, always looking to learn and grow. I love that I was able to have an in-depth conversation with Jennifer today and talk about a bunch of different things. We talk about our support system, which if you listened to our just previous episode where we just launched collaborative conversations with myself and Mari Wollner, we talk about the importance of your support team and how you find that. Jennifer and I talk about that again today and how that has been helpful in her journey and the life that she has lived and been through. We talk about overcoming fear. We talk about these different steps that she has walked through in becoming your own hero, which is a lot of what we talk about today and a lot of the journey that Jennifer has been on in her own path. So I'm really excited to introduce you to Jennifer Lovely and the conversation that we have for you today. Enjoy. Jennifer Lovely, how are you today? I'm good. I am in the midst of the 100-degree weather in sunny Arizona right now, so I'm good. Oh, that is like my perfect 
like perfect environment. I love dry heat. My partner calls me a desert lizard because I literally just love to like sit and enjoy the the heat here. <laughs> it does feel good. It does feel good. That's amazing. And you're not you're not actually located there all the time. Tell us where you're located normally. Actually, I am from Whidbey Island, Washington. That Excellent. is where I live. In our neck of the woods in the Pacific Northwest, such a beautiful place to be. So Jennifer, I would love for you to kick us off with telling our audience who are all over the world. We have 25 countries that tap in and listen every single episode. Tell these women who you are and what it is that you do. Awesome. So I am a mom, a business owner, a friend, um, just a lover of life and a um, coach. Um, so I own two businesses that are actually one, I think. But I own the studio Whidbey, which is a movement studio on Whidbey Island. And I also am a coach. And I um, walk people through transformational leadership to either become a coach or be a leader in their life. Excellent. I love what you do, transformational leadership. We, as a company, our whole vision is to have people step into their next level, the next level, and take leadership in their life. And I love that that is the work that you do as well. Does that look like group trainings? Does that look like one-on-one? Tell us a little bit about how you work with the clients that you work with. Yeah. um, So with my the program accomplishment coaching who I work with um, we it's a 12 month program and we walk through different areas of life, relationship, money, business, uh, well-being, all of that. And we support people in basically breaking down the old beliefs that they have about those different aspects in their life. And what I'm doing there is I am really training not only myself, but others in creating how to become a leader in their life or a coach. And then in terms of my own practice, I do uh, group coaching and as, as well as one-on-one. And I'm supporting people at creating what they really want in their life. And usually there's a gap between what they say they want and where they are. And my job is to reflect the gap and how do you get there? How do I get to that other place? How do I get to the other side? I love that reflect the gap. That is powerful. So talk to us a little bit about where you were prior to this work and what, how you got started. I always love hearing the journey of how people kind of get into what it is that they do now. What, how did you find this life path for yourself? Well, I've always, I, I can go back to like when I was 25 and go, I I remember really wanting to be a coach. And I had stepped into um, a a teacher uh, program to become a Pilates teacher and then a yoga teacher. And it took me on this path and of wanting to be a leader for people and also for myself. And as I stepped into that, I've been doing movement for about 15 years. And really what I struggled with was that I could never take people fully into that next phase of their life 
through teaching yoga or teaching Pilates. I could move their body, I could move their bodies forward, but I could never actually move the parts that um, I felt were important, the deeper parts of ourselves to create, to support people in creating what they really want. And so um, when I, I had gotten a divorce, I had um, sort of had this rebellious um, moment. My Both my boys are um, recovering addicts. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I moved from Orange County, California up to Whidbey Island and started over. And um, I bought the studio and just recreated my life. And as I was kind of sitting in all of it, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go be a coach. And so I've spent the last two years really training and I became a coach and then continuing my leadership leader in training with accomplishment coaching. And it's changed my life in ways that I had never, I didn't even know were possible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Man. And that is some intense stuff that you've gone through, which I'm sure really also helps in the coaching work that you do because you come from a place of such deep understanding of really challenging hardships. And I, I bet that that really resonates with a lot of the people that you work with. Definitely. Yeah. It's kind of how I came into becoming my, you know, own hero. Right. So talk to us a little bit about that. Talk to us uh, about what you mean by that. Well, <clears throat> Joseph Campbell has, if you don't know who he is, he wrote a book called The Hero's Journey. He wrote several books, but one of them is The Hero's Journey. And he had 17 stages that men at the time, I think, he, I think it was written either in the 40s or 50s, um, that men went through to become their become their own hero and there was you know a call to action there or call to adventure and there was all these different stages and as i started working with my own coach i started realizing the different phases that i had gone through in order to change my life yeah and fill the gap that where i said where i was and where i said i wanted to be and that's kind of how i came up with it and talk to us about those different phases that you've gone through. Like what for you personally, did you have to look at, see that gap and then fill that gap? What were those for you? Yeah. So the first stage was the willingness and the willingness to really hear something needs to change. You know, I, I had to move to another state to get perspective for what was going on with my children and just take like heed the call going, okay, something needs to change here. And I had to have the willingness inside of me to do something different, stepping outside of my comfort in order to uh, create something different for myself. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So the willingness and, and uh, probably a bit of awareness too in there, right? Definitely. I mean, you know, that heed of a call is the awareness and the willingness. Yeah, absolutely. Going something, you know, my spirit is saying, Hey, something needs to change. Yeah. And so what were some of the next steps? So that was step one. How many steps do you five. five? Okay. So yeah, walk us through all of those. Sure. The second step is what does my heart desire is really getting um, in touch with what your heart really, really wants um, in your, in your life. And we all have it. We all have that thing that we imagine we could never actually achieve or um, that we can never create because 
we're afraid. But it's like just getting connected to really what does my heart really, really want. Right. And so you mentioned fear there. Does that come in the later steps or can we, can we pause there for a second and, and talk about fear? How, how as fear stops us from so much, right? And as you talk about the work that you do with like transformational leadership and the coaching work, um, fear comes into play when it comes to relationships, our own growth, our money, like so much is at the, at the core of us yeah. not taking action. How do you overcome, how did you in this process, if we're at step two, what did you have to overcome and how did you do that in that, in that fear for yourself? Well, it was really about, um, you know, it goes back to number one, it was the willingness. And it was like, I knew that if I took this baby step just a little bit forward and I had the experience of, well, all they said was no, or that person said yes, you know, and I just slowly kept taking little baby steps forward. That's how I overcame the fear. And I'll talk about it later, but the other way I overcame the fear was immense amount of support. Yes. Really having deep, deep support. Excellent. Love that. Yes. So key. Okay. So number two, what does my heart desire? Taking those baby steps, not seeing things as just a uh, the large task, but breaking it down into more manageable places for you to kind of step into the discomfort to change and shift and, and become your own hero. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. All it takes is one little tiny step forward. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the third step, which I, is, I don't know, all of these are great steps, but I really love this step is the healing so it's healing slash responsibility. And I assert that when we do our deeper work and find out what's underneath the fear and find out what is underneath the hurt, and it's actually a part of the gap, right? Where we are to where we want to be. The healing, we have a wound that happened at some point in our life. It could be when we were younger. It could be in the middle of our life, but there's a wound. And I really um, assert that when we get to what is underneath that hurt is that is actually the thing that is um, preventing us from moving forward. And the other aspect of that is responsibility. So getting really clear about the responsibility of in service of healing so that I don't get my stuff all over the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, I'll use my own story. Like when I got really clear, like I'm not taking full responsibility for my kids' drug use, but I am taking full responsibility for my life and how I was raised and what happened to me when I was younger that would um, possibly cause a gap in my children, a pain in my children that they would reach out for drugs and alcohol. Mm. Um, and when I got really, you know, just crystal clear on what that was, it shifted who I was actually being in the world mm -hmm. and it shifted my relationships with my children. Yeah. I love that. I love that perspective of like not taking full ownership for like not putting on yourself like the guilt of owning the choices that they made. But again, what like just echoing what you said of seeing the gap in yourself that maybe created gaps in them. Yes. You no, know, they ultimately made their own choices and decisions. Everybody deals with gaps differently, but taking that responsibility, like you said, um, but 
not necessarily punishing yourself with the ownership of their specific choices. Right. That's a very freeing place to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like, oh, you mean I don't have to hold on to this anymore. And that's what it felt like because underneath all of that was my own shame. And I, I assert that we actually can, when we have shame, we can actually transmit that onto our children or family members that is actually not theirs. And I imagine with the things that I experienced as a, as a young person, um, that my shame was transmitted onto my boys and, um, and it wasn't theirs. And so then they walk around with, with shame and, and I didn't mean, you know, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't know. I was just doing the best I could. That's all, that's what we all, what, that's what we all do as parents is just the sure. best. Sure. Yeah. So, um, but getting really responsible for it shifted who I was actually being in the world and it shifted my relationship. It just shifted and healed a lot of hurt and pain with my children. That's amazing. I love that number three is like a two-step process. It's not three, then four. It's like they're they're intertwined and married together because yeah. having one without the other, again, I think probably creates more gaps. Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah, Excellent. for sure. Thanks for seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the number four is commitment. And it's committing to, commitment is, is such a big word. And I think we throw it around um, quite a bit, but commitment really is about what are you committed to? What is the highest emotion feeling, what you really, really want in your life? Not I'm committed to my wife or I'm committed to my husband or I'm committed to my job. It's like, what are you taking on inside of that commitment? What's inside of that? And so for me, it was freedom and joy. So as what am I committed to in freedom and joy and how would that actually look for me? And so everything that I do, whether it be my job or, you know, even friendships and how is that, how is this going to bring me freedom and joy and how can I bring that to other human beings in the world is freedom and joy. And so when I figured out what my highest, highest commitment was, it became a lot easier um, than actually achieving a goal, quote unquote, a goal, because goals is, is in my assertion is that it's something to fix. Mm. And like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year, right? It's something to, to fix about us rather than commitment is who, you know, well, who do I want to be with that? Right. So um, kind of taking it further from like, not just like arriving at a destination, but just a state of being. Yes. Excellent. That's yeah. so good. So good. I am loving this. Okay. Yeah. So number four, commitment. And then number five, our last step, where do we end? Yeah, so it's it's a two part as well. So it's support and acknowledgement. And I assert that we do um, separate and alone. Like our society really allows us to, um, you know, really pushes like go out there and be a badass and do it alone. And if you do it alone, you're going to be a winner. I mean, you can think about like where we are in the state of our of our country right now. Everything is about doing it alone. It's not coming together and supporting for the greater good. And I don't believe that I could um, have what I have today in my life, whether it be relationship or, or, or my business without really acknowledging everybody that has been in my life. Um, Cause I didn't do it alone. Mm. I reached out and I asked, Hey, you know what? I'm thinking about creating this for myself. And I'm telling you as uh, so that you, um, 
will hold me accountable in some ways. Ask me about it in two weeks. Am I still doing that? Am I still, you, you know, I shared with you that this was what my heart desired and it's, it's getting people to rally around us and really hold us um, with, for what we say that we really, really want. And inside of that is acknowledgement. I really believe that our world and our, and the humans are really lacking acknowledgement and who they are, you know, mm-hmm. um, and not like what they're doing, but who they're being in the world. And so acknowledgement um, just shifts, I think, everything for you. It, it allows you to remember who you are. And I think that's really important for us as humans is we don't have enough. We don't remember who we are in the world. We don't remember who we are for even ourselves. When things, you know, get scary and there's a struggle and we don't know where to go. It's like reaching out to your friend. Hey, I just did this the other day. I had this thing happened and I felt really, I felt betrayed and I felt really sad. And I reached out to four people and I said, Hey, I forgot who I was. Will you remind me? Mm. And they all sent me all the things that they felt about me and that they saw in me. And that changed my entire day. Right. So can we, can we pause there for a second and talk about your support system? I think that that's something that a lot of people, especially as they kind of transition and evolve in their life and they're working on personal growth. Um, sometimes that same group and crew of people don't come with them, right? And finding that support can be a challenge for women. I know it's been for me where I kind of, I I have, I in the past had gotten to a place where I didn't necessarily know who to reach out to or how to find those support people. So can you tell us a little bit about how you found the community that you have found that you were able to just reach out to four people and have that ask, and they showed up for you. Um, yeah, can you talk us through that a little bit? Yeah, so um, not only do I have the leaders that I lead with um, on my monthly um, training and you know, my, my transformational leadership group, I have them, but I also, um, I wanted to break through an intimacy because I really struggled, and I think a lot of women do, but I really struggled for a long time with intimacy with women. It seemed scary. It seemed um, like we were competing or there was yes. just something that we couldn't, um, we couldn't hold each other because if, if Heather, um, if her outfit looked nicer than mine, what does that say about me, right? All of these crazy things that- right. That, into being a woman and um and what society really you know pushes yeah it's how they train us growing up right they they do they I mean from a very young age and so I wanted to break through an intimacy with women so I created a women's group on um Whidbey Island and we get together and we just hold each other what do we want what is your heart desire what where are you at you know or I'm struggling in a relationship and we just hold space for each other without judgment um and you know we took a um you know a confidence vow like look we are this is a safe place and this is as we talked about all of the things this isn't about competition this is not this is about support and love and connection and sharing our fears and our wants and our desires Mm -hmm. so in order to have that breakthrough I created that and it was it was huge because I told a story to myself that I actually couldn't have that with women. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is that I can, I could, and I can, and I do. And um, so I, I started that. Um, I have a really good friend that she, she just recently wrote a book and 
she has this whole thing like, I got you, hashtag I got you. And she really pushes, um, I, you know, I got you. Like, no matter what, she, what do you need to be acknowledged for? What do you want to put out there on, you know, your business? What do you want to celebrate about yourself? What do you want to give yourself a medal for? And that, having that community really celebrating ourselves and celebrating us together as um, women made such a difference um, for me. And then, you know, Heather, like, I love your, your, your breakfast. I love what you're doing. It's networking. And, you know, I showed up to the breakfast in, um, in Oak Harbor. And, you know, I was like, you know, I love that I'm just here. Like, I don't need, there doesn't need to be a reason to be here. Mm -hmm. Like, I just am here. And I love being with all of you women. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's networking. And yeah, it's sharing what we do. But it was also just being in a room full of full of women that are, that are wanting the same thing that I do. Yeah. That's, that is really, um, I think that's powerful. So just going out there and encouraging women to just either find meetup groups, just get in front of new people. That would be how you found your, your support system. Yeah. And also like we all know people out there. It's like, Hey, do you want to create a group? And maybe Mm -hmm. it's just a group for you. You know, maybe it's just five people, maybe it's six people, but it's, it's what, you know, again, what do you really, really want? And I, I surmise that a lot of women are really missing that connection with other women. Oh, absolutely. I've definitely seen that for myself. And I love talking about this because there's also this level that, that I found for myself. So when I started, she leads me and create, started creating groups of people that I was helping lead. I still needed to find my group. Like I still, I'm creating this amazing community that I can tap into, but on some of the deeper level stuff, some of the more vulnerable moments that I have where I, as a leader, it's not necessarily appropriate for me to like go dump or be that way with other people that I'm leading. It's been also key for me to create a really intentional group that I can tap into that's still fills and services the need that I have for support in my journey and endeavors as well. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, and I want to touch on that, you know, it's so funny as a leader, we get caught up in, Oh, I, I can't really go to that vulnerable place or I can't say that thing because, because I'm a leader. And, and I actually um, think that we can, I think that the more, actually the more, um, vulnerable we are what it does is it creates this humanism and who and who we are and it allows people to bring their guard down and to really step into more of their essence and I think that it allows a connection to you that um, they wouldn't have normally had and so you know when I coach I bring like a lot of my my clients like I share my stories of my what it be my fears and what, you know, what it is. And, um, and I think there's something powerful in that. If real, I mean, you know, we're not dumping our stuff, but sharing what our vulnerability is, sharing what we're scared of. Sure. Yeah. And I definitely, I'm willing to get very vulnerable. I guess I'm thinking more of like the, in the moment of like the irrational, emotional Heather, when I'm in my fear zone, that's not the place that I go show up and just like have like, mindless chatter about all of the fears that I'm feeling, right? Like that, that's not the community that I go to for that, but for, but, but taking what I learned from that. And then like, after 
I'm through the emotional <laughs> and I can be, um, you know, it, it, I guess more effective and dissecting what it is that I was feeling and go then vulnerably be like, yeah, this is, this is what I've gone through too, or this is who I am, or this is what I'm currently working through to me feels different than, uh, yeah. In those moments where I'm like, you know, just having a bad day or like freaking out, like entrepreneurship is like not for the faint of heart, right? Like it's a roller coaster where sometimes you feel like it's defective and who put this thing together and where's my seatbelt? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know, those, or, or those moments where you're just like, I suck. I just yeah. suck. Right. Or the, 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 um, you know, what's the, what's the term that I'm thinking of right now that I'm like, who am I, right? The imposter syndrome, who am I to be doing this thing or leading this group of people? Like, who am I? Right. Like we all have those moments and I guess, yeah, like right in the middle of that emotional spell is not the place for me to go to my community and be like, hi, <laughs> struggling with who I am today and why you are all here. So absolutely. I get the only thing that's beautiful is just like being able to say like Saturday, I was a hot mess. Right. Yes. And here's, here's why, you know, because it just, it, the relatability, that's what, you know, that's yeah. what um, I love. And, and I think so much of um, what people think leaders, they get confused on what leadership is, mm -hmm. is that, oh, there's, you know, stoicism and you're just supposed to, you're supposed to hold yourself like this and this and this. And, you know, I just don't believe that's where we are today. Right. You know? Absolutely. And, really I, and yeah. And I love this conversation so much. I'm, I'm actually really glad that this conversation is heading this way because I do think that there is this, there's this word vulnerable that we all want to tap into and feel like we're not alone. But mm -hmm. similar to how we show up in our relationships with friends, with significant others, with um, even professional relationships, like actually pro processing what you need to process to then show up so you can have like an effective outcome is something that I think we need to talk about more because yes, it's so important to be vulnerable, but if you do show up, like how I just explained, like a hot mess in the middle of it with no like rhyme, reason, or thought about breaking down what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, and what I actually need, there just becomes this, I've, I've seen it happen a lot where people show up maybe on the online space or are a bit too... I don't, I don't want to say too vulnerable, but maybe I'm saying that where it's just like, you haven't, how is this effective for other people? You know what right. I mean? And how, how do we actually turn this into something that's constructive for us all instead of just a place to dump? Is that clear? Am I, am I, is this resonating? Yeah, yeah. At all? Okay. You're, you're absolutely clear. I mean, social media has become a place for people too dump their stuff and and it really goes back to my number three it's like healing slash responsibility mm -hmm. you know what is there for us to heal you know i i posted this thing on facebook the other day and with a picture of a of a porsche right parked like halfway in the middle of a parking center a parking lot so that nobody else could either park next to him or get around <laughs> i walked out of my car and i was going to teach my yoga class and i was like this is like i'm triggered by this you know mm -hmm. and i brought it into class and i was like here's the thing is that when we're triggered, it's always a place for us to dive deeper and to look and to say, mm -hmm. what is that about inside of me that is 
having this trigger. I mean, when you look at it just from a place, from a distance, it's like the guy just parked a car and he parked it in the middle of the parking lot. And like, so what? But I was triggered. I was triggered about like the entitlement that I felt people have and all, you know, all sorts of things. But that's about me. That's actually not about anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so I really believe that we can, when we have our triggers and they're vulnerable, that we can yeah. actually go deeper inside and look before we dump. Yes. What is this about me? Yes. And it's the, and, healing, it's the responsibility. Right. And it's somebody that's actually taken the time to do the work like yourself, right? Where you, you can pinpoint where that's coming from. So you do make it an effective conversation and uh, an awareness as opposed to just feeling the feelings without understanding where it's coming from. And the more skilled you are at these five steps that you created on being your own hero, the more you have that muscle built so that you can see that in yourself, you can bring forward that message and you can help others see it in them as well, which I just think is brilliant and and such a beautiful thing about you. Mm, I appreciate that. I mean, the thing that I always, I love is that our buttons that we, that get pushed inside of us, we're not created by our spouses or our partners or our friends, right? Mm -hmm. They were created a long time ago. And our job is just to soften the button. Right. And, and just look and just look at them and go, Hmm, I, I, I wonder if my mom used to say that to me or my dad used to, you know, do this or whatever it is. And, you know, that's, what's triggering it and, and do the work around it. And my, you know, we all have this amazing gift. All of us have a gift in the world. And, and, and my love for what I do is being the mirror for people to see their own gift. And also I really believe that our wounds are the most powerful, um, beautiful, and gift that we can actually give ourselves. And as a coach, I really believe in allowing being the mirror for people to see their wound, like champagne on the tray, strawberries, and beautiful succulents, and me serving it to you so that you can look at it and we can sit with it and be with it and love it because our wounds actually are the thing that give us the power to move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. So well said. I love that. I could picture that entire scene. It was just beautiful. (laughs) What other, have there been any other like books or resources that you've tapped into that has been key for you on this journey? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's so many resources out there. Um, you know, I did, a, I've done a lot of work um, on um, codependence um, as my kids were going through their journey of, um, of addiction. But I, I, I believe that all of us have a little bit of codependence in us. And um, so, you know, I've read a lot of books on um, that. I've done a lot of work around the um, anonymous programs um, that really supported me. And I'm currently working on with or will be working with a, um, a large company that um, is in the recovery field coaching with um, for moms that kids are, you know, going off the rails and they don't know what to do. And um, like, I have a real passion for moms not killing themselves to save their children. Yeah. Through the, you know, through that, because it just happens. So that's been a huge um, support system. Um, you know, I love Tony Robbins. I love um, um, 
there's a guy named Jerry Colano that he's, a, he's actually a coach for entrepreneurs. So there's all sorts of um, different um, books. I, you know, Danielle, Danielle Laporte. She's great. Yes. I love her. Yeah, I love, I love her, her work. Um, yeah. I just love I think for me, it's just diving deeper into um, like, I love to know like our why, like I'm so curious about, you know, people's whys and what mm-hmm. they're doing, what, what they're creating and why they want to create that. I love that. Yeah. That's so great. Excellent. And so to wrap up, we've talked about so many different things today and have also really solidified the fact that you have taken your life and created the life that you want. So if we could kind of boil down what you've experienced, what we've talked about today some, to maybe your, your top three tips of advice that you'd give our listeners for creating the life that you want, what would those be? Sure. Um, listen to what you want. Listen to yourself. You actually have the answers within you. And um, stop going outside of yourself for people to give you permission to actually do what you really, really want to do. Start mm-hmm. um, with yourself. Great. Yeah, that would be my, that would really be my, that my biggest is just really listen to yourself and surround yourself with people that you um, really want to have more, uh, want to have more of, right? It means you want to have more connection and love and you um, want to make more money. Surround yourself with people that do. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love that so much. Jennifer, this has been such an amazing conversation. I'm so excited for our guests, for our listeners to, to hear what you've had to share with us today. How can they connect with you from here? Where should they go? Do you have a site? Do you have, what are your social handles? Tell us how we can connect with you. Sure. So you can find me at uh, jenniferlovelycoaching.com. That's my website. Um, but you can also find me, um, Jennifer Lovely, on Facebook, and the studio would be, I have an Instagram handle, the studio would be, you can find me there. And, um, Hey, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of, of the She Leads Me podcast. If you enjoyed the show, would you please do us a favor? Would you mind heading on over to iTunes and leaving us a five-star review? It greatly helps us reach other women just like you who are looking to tap into information just like this. Thank you. We really appreciate it.